For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steech. I'm feeling it. It smells like Dallas week. It is Dallas week. We're going to beat the Cowboys. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However you're tuning in, you're either on Twitch, Facebook Live, Periscope, or Facebook. We greatly appreciate it. Co-host Connor Miles here with my other co-host, Tyler Stedge. We got our Eagles Brawl insider, Ed Cross, in the house. And also the host of Philly Sports with Giovanni, Giovanni Hamilton himself. The greatest thing about this episode, fellas, is Giovanni's doing a giveaway. Yeah. So we're doing the same little thing like we did as always. We have the comments, the best questions get to participate in this giveaway. If we decide at the end of the show who had the best question, the best question gets a Travis Fulgham jersey of the. So that's a big thing. We got the new goat. So you get a Travis Fulgham jersey. And then we, the next winner will be getting. A pink Philly sports with Giovanni hoodie because you know we all need that pink Philly sports with Giovanni hoodie. That one's the best. And then we're giving away a Philly sports with Giovanni shirt. So we got a big night going on Eagles ball tonight. Yeah. Look at the comments are already rocking. They're already rolling. Let's go. It's Dallas week. Everybody is hype. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. How are we feeling, fellas? I want I'm one ready. of those prizes, man. I want to. I want to win one of those prizes. How can I win? I was gonna well, say we, you, we, we already got to get you a shirt. You already got to get a Philly Sports with Giovanni shirt. You're one of his yeah. biggest supporters. We need to do that. Yeah, I wear that but, with pride. I'm feeling good, man. It's Cowboys Week. It's been yeah. weird. It is. It's been like a weird week because there's a backup. There's injuries, but like, nah, like we're two days away. Let's get nah, it. Nah, man. Nah, I smell it. It's Dallas yes. in the air. It's yes. Dallas week. Even if it's – look, I think that – we'll just start off with just talking about the game, I guess. But I think it's going to be a Luke Falk, Jets type of game. This is a rookie quarterback in an unorthodox situation. Really didn't have a real offseason, didn't have a real preseason with his team. And then their offensive line is in complete shambles. It's just prime for the ripening for the Eagles to have another New York Jets type, Luke Falk type week. But – there's a lot of news to go into this game. There's a lot of things going on. Let's, let's start it off with the offensive line, fellas. Jason Peters looks like he's back in left tackle. How are we feeling about it? <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what the comments have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise. I mean, putting Milata probably on the bench. I mean, Milata, you know, he's played four games now, and uh, his last one wasn't his best. And we had we talked to him earlier in the week, and we asked him why, and he said he was gassed. A quick turnaround, four days. I mean, this is a guy that never played 60 minutes of football before in his life until he, you know, started uh, against the 49ers uh, back at the end of September there. So uh, he said he was gassed, and that's the reason that his legs weren't really there. 
against the Giants, and that's why he said he didn't play that well. So, I mean, he it's surprising that they're going to go with Peters. I mean, Peters was, you know, he was up and down when he was starting before he got hurt. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. My thing is, sorry to cut you off. Let me just say it real quick. It was Milada's worst game of this of his start was against the Giants, but also you put Suo Peta next to him, making his first career start left guard. You put Nate Herbig, which had great chemistry with Milada, I thought, on the left side and moved him to the right side where he arguably had his worst start of the season as well. But then you also have to read in the context of that. Lane Johnson wasn't fully healthy, and then Matt Pryor was in and out of right tackle. He, Jordan Milada and Nate Herbig weren't set up for the best success this past week either. That's a context that goes into it. And I will say the Giants defensive line wasn't that bad. They actually have some talent on that defensive line. I think it's way too soon to pull this plug on Milada. I think I would want to rock with the kinks of the development. I would want to move Jason Peters maybe to left guard, perhaps. Maybe put Herbie back at left guard, put Peters at right guard to, to be next to Lane Johnson. I I really don't know. But I know, for one thing for a fact, the, the offensive line this week is probably looking like Peters. I would assume Herbie got left guard. Kelsey... Prior at right guard, and then Lane Johnson, and then I would assume Lane Johnson doesn't make it through the whole entire game, so then you have Milada playing right tackle. Maybe that's just the vision for this week. Maybe they they know at some point during this game, Jordan Milada's going to go in at right tackle, so we should start Jason Peters at left tackle and just brace ourselves for it, but uh, it is it is interesting, that's for sure. Well, I don't know if somebody wants to, It's just, the you, you just hit it. It's frustrating that we know that Lane Johnson isn't going to finish the game. It's like... I, I think Milada needs repetition and I think that he needs reps. And if he's not getting them in practice and we know that he's going to be thrown in because there's going to be an inevitable injury, it's kind of frustrating. And that's the, the frustration. I would, I would feel much more comfortable putting Peters to guard and then letting Milada just kind of lock down that position, go through the ups and downs, let him learn. And in that way, you don't have to do this constant rotation of just inconsistency. It's, you're never going to build a, a, a constant chemistry there. It's which is hurtful for Wentz, which is hurtful for the run game. It's it's frustrating. And and who knows how good Milada will be at right tackle? I mean, that's a position that you know he came in to play left tackle, and now you know he, he's got to switch to the other side of the line. We don't know how he'll uh, adjust to that. We saw it was a disaster for Andre Dillard last year when he tried to make that switch. Uh, Milada's got a great attitude about it. Uh, he wants to help this team any way he can, and if he has to go over there, he'll do the best he can. But we'll, who knows how he's going to look at right tackle? He's looked good at left tackle, but that's a big change going to the other side of the line. Ed, I was interested because you 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 were at this press conference today. Doug Pearson comparing the situation to Nelson Aguilar's benching completely it was wrong. Weird. I don't. It was weird. It, that I I don't understand the comparison there. When you I mean you benched Nelson Aguilar for being a struggling first round pick that wasn't finding his way in this new offense, whether with Bellotta, who was playing pretty well, and, I mean, granted, he's coming off his worst start, but still he was playing pretty well, better than Peters has looked this season. Uh, I don't understand that comparison whatsoever. No, Aguilar was having a crisis. Go ahead, Giovanni. No, I, I was just saying, I don't either. Yeah. Um, Aguilar was having that crisis of confidence, too. I mean, you know, he was he was really down. Um down on himself, beating himself up, and that's why he got benched. I mean, Milada's not even anywhere close to that type of mental uh, situation yet. I mean, he's Milada's upbeat. You know, he's eager to play, and fans want him. Yeah. Like, like Aguilar was getting ridiculed by fans. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's all about Milada in these comments. It was a weird comparison. It didn't make any sense. 
Giovanni, you tweeted something smarter about it today. I even tweeted you. I was like, yeah, stop making takes like this. You're going to take Doug Peterson's job. What was what, were what you were saying again? So maybe the people that didn't see it can, can know on the live stream. Um, I think Jason Peters needs to uh, play the left guard and keep my line where he is because um, I think my line has played pretty well this season, and I, I don't think that you should – you should break him from his good streak. I agree with that completely. I think so too. And I, I rather roll with the kinks of development with Jordan Malata than go with Jason Peters, who I know might not even be on this team next year, the way that they're looking right now and with the way that they're structuring going forward. Uh, yeah, I agree. With Gio, Gio has wisdom beyond his years. Good take, Gio. See, everybody's <laughs> loving it, Giovanni. That was a great take. <laughs> well. That's but, the thing, Milata, where is his future role on this team? I mean, you presume that Dillard's going to come back and be the left tackle. I mean, I think this is the role they want him in is kind of that swing tackle. They want him to be the right tackle, kind of like Halapula Vati Vaitai was when he was here. And Vaitai started a lot of games because of the injuries. And I think that's kind of how they see Milata's role as a backup to Dillard, a backup to Johnson, and he's going to play some games when those guys uh, ultimately get dinged up. I know this is a stretch, but do you think that – because I know he's 6'8", but do you think Mulata could potentially be a guard because of how nasty he is? Like, I mean, we saw that, like, after the interception against Baltimore. Like, he's just so physical. And I yeah. just – I wonder if there is, like, some movement there. But, I, I mean, I'm with it, too. I just – at the end of the day, whenever I question this offensive line, I tweeted to Connor today, I just – I have to trust Stoutland. You know, you kind of just trust Stoutland. He's so good at his job, and you kind of – you know he has a plan. You know, it's not as if this team doesn't have a plan. This is a good franchise. They have to have some plan for these young guys. It's it's funny when you say about Mulata going to guard. He he um he was asked about that tackle he made after Carson fumbled the ball. Uh, I, I guess it was against the Ravens, and yeah. uh, he knocked the ball loose. And he was asked if he ever thought about playing defensive end, and he said – yeah, he's thought about it. I mean that. I mean that guy, six eight. I mean, he'd be a pretty good defensive end if you ask me. So, you know, he's yeah. thought about it. I wonder. You know, if, to, uh, answer yeah. this, to answer this question on the screen, I think Jordan Mulata has shown more at left tackle than Andre Dillard has so far. I would. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we haven't seen much of Dillard either. I mean, we had a small sample last year, but um, he's not the. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the run blocker that that. Mulata looks to be so yeah there might be something to that uh that he is better than Dillard but again Dillard is a number one draft pick uh and Jordan was a seventh round pick so Mulata or uh, Dillard's going to be given every opportunity to you know to show what he can do in a starter's role let's segue into Jalen Rager's back I am hype are we all hype Jalen Rager is <laughs> going back out on that field that's what I love to see simply put and what do you expect from – I mean, look, first game back from injury, but we're also talking about the Dallas Cowboys secondary that's given up the most touchdowns this season to wide receivers, and that being 12. I don't think they have the speed guy in their secondary to handle the speed that Joe and Rager could translate. Uh, after I know you can't really talk about m- much of the stuff you see at practice, but, I mean, uh, he's practiced all week. Looks pretty – I mean, not all week. I don't know if he's practiced all week, but he look, he's been practicing and obviously going to play. Uh, I Should we be excited for his return, or should we temper our expectations? 
I think you can be excited for it. I mean, I've said before, I think one of the biggest disappointments to me for this season is not being able to see how he would have progressed. I mean, he's missed five games. Um, the advantage that he has, though, is it was an injury to his thumb, so he could still condition. You know, he could still do everything, run the routes. He just couldn't catch. Um, so that's to his advantage. He shouldn't get tired because he's been able to, you know, do the cardio. Um, so that's an advantage and it's just going to be a pain tolerance thing with the thumb. And I would think that if there's no pain or very little pain, he should be just fine. And I think the Eagles will get him involved. I think they'll go deep to him. Um, and I think he'll make an impact. I really do. I, you know, I think he'll have a couple catches. Um, you know, I, I think the Eagles will try to show that he was worthy of a number one pick, especially when you see some of the other guys that were taken after him, guys like Justin Jefferson, who's, you know, killing it, uh, in Minnesota, uh, even like T. Higgins, who went 32, I think, to the Bengals and LaVisca Chenault. These guys are having good seasons, but they've also played, you know, four or five more games than Jalen Rager has. But I think the Eagles will get him involved, and you should be excited to get uh, Rager back and see what he can do. I mean, I thought Rager looked just fine before he got hurt, too. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot to build off of. Uh, as soon as he gets that chemistry going, Carson Wentz, it's, I think it's over, to be honest with you. I think he's going to have a really big impact, uh, especially from a playmaking standpoint, because that's exactly what the Eagles need. Bogum and Rager, you go with Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith. Let's get it. Oh, wow. Dakota is hyped. Dakota is definitely hyped to see Jalen Rager back. Do you guys hate Deshaun played his last game in the Eagles uniform? Same question for Alshon. I I mean, I definitely believe that Deshaun played his last game in the Eagles uniform. Alshon, I mean, I I would think at some point you would get him on the field when he's healthy because what else are you going to do with him? But at the same time, Ed, I mean, this is really what's going to segue into my next question anyways. Doug Peterson at his press conference doesn't even know how Alshon injured him, his calf. He had no clue if he did that practice or not. I, that, so that just seems to me like a coach doesn't care about. Hey, I don't care. I, I whatever. Like we, we we're our, he's not even in our thought process at this time. Uh, if you're not even knowing how your player injured himself, you, you you must not be very important to this team. No, and I you know look, the Eagles are trying hard to trade him. Tuesday's the trade deadline, and they'll take anything that anybody wants to give and take that contract off their hands. So um, I don't think they'll find any takers, but you never know. There are teams like the Packers that could use a receiver. Um, so who knows? But I think it's, it's I think Deshaun may have played his last game um, just based on the injury alone. You know, it's a six to eight week injury, and that really puts you at the end of the year. And Alshon, I don't think you want him to come back and take snaps from Travis Fulgham at this point because that's who snaps he would probably take. Um, and, and I don't think the Eagles want to do that. I mean, I think the Eagles like this receiver core, and this is this is their future, you know, with, with Fulgham and Rager and Greg Ward, who's one of the top third-down pass catchers in the NFL. I mean, this is a receiving group that um, is going to grow together, and I think Alshon just gums that up, and so does Deshaun. So I, I could say, yeah, I, I could see that – possibly that they have played their last game in an Eagles uniform. Giovanni, what do you think? Um, I think that Alshon Jeffrey is dead weight, and I think that um, he, he, <laughs> I, I don't think that he's, he's really good anymore. I don't think he's – and I don't think anyone else wants him. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I think the only way this team trades Alshon is if they include a pick. And it just at that point, it doesn't make any sense unless you're doing like a, a player swap. But if you know you're not going to get 
or if you know you're going to lose them at the end of the year, you can't give up an asset. So, but I mean, also Doug Peterson impressors, we just got to stop taking what he says like serious. Yeah. I know. <laughs> He's he, I, there's just no consistency, man. I, 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 he frustrates the heck out of me and then he'll surprise me and hopefully drop 40 on the, the Cowboys. What would be an under, under or a frustrating score? Like if, if the Cowboys or if the Eagles don't do well on offense, Oh, Dallas is averaging 35 a game. But giving up 35 a game. Yeah. Yeah. So if they, yeah. If they, if they don't score at least, I mean, if they don't score at least 34 points, I'm going to be, I'm, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know what to, I, but again, if, I think if this, they come out flat and like Rager's some... not, Rager's not getting the ball. Like I want to see touches. I want to see closer to the line of scrimmage touches. He, he could stretch the field, but give him some end arounds, give him some screens, get him the ball. Yeah, right. Oh, I completely agree. I think somebody I asked earlier yeah. that was actually a good question that I agree with. Do y'all see Hightower and do you guys see John Hightower and Quez Watkins as a part of our wide receiver core in the future? John Hightower, I think, yes. is not getting enough credit for how he's playing. Uh, I, I know the drops are obviously weighing on our minds and something he has to clean up, but I also think we're so accustomed to Jordan Matthews' drops, Nelson Aguilar's drops, Matt Collins' drops, all the other drops that the Eagles occur. And when a receiver drops the ball, we automatically just like, well, whatever, you know, this is done with him. But again, this guy's a rookie. Didn't have a real preseason building that chemistry of Carson Wentz. This season is not the same as it is in years past. He shows each week he can get open. He shows each week. He's a vertical threat. Uh, John Hightower is absolutely your wide receiver for that. Can you bring a vertical element to your game at any point in time? Uh, I, I definitely think he has a future with this team. Watkins is still to be determined, but Hightower is definitely somebody that you could use and utilize uh, in periods throughout the game, and he is a weapon. You can't teach speed. And, I mean, that guy's getting open, it seems like, every single every single week there's one or two plays downfield. Um, and I know there's been some unfortunate drops, but Hightower is a perfect depth guy, uh, somebody who could just step in and still stretch the field. So – I think he's a part of the plan. I don't know about Quez. I need to see Quez more in action. I don't know how he's looked yeah. in practice, Ed. Um, yeah, but. it's hard to tell. I mean, you know, we only see the individual stuff, and we were only there Wednesday because they practiced indoors to, you know, Friday and Thursday. So um, I don't know. I really can't say. I mean, I thought in camp he looked, you know, he looked good. Um, but you're right. You still have to see him more. There's just not enough body of work to – determine if he's a part of the future but we have seen Hightower uh do some good things and you would expect that he'll get better and you know I think Aaron Moorhead the receivers coach is doing a a really good job with this receiver core um you know I think you got to give some props to Aaron Moorhead I mean that receiver position coach has been you know a revolving door under Peterson he's had a different receiver coach all five years here and I think he has something with Moorhead um, that if Moorhead doesn't get another opportunity somewhere or a promotion, that uh, I think he sticks around. I mean, I think he's done a really, really good job with this young group and getting them to believe in themselves. And um, like I mentioned, I think, you know, in an earlier podcast that he told John Hightower that he was playing timid against Washington. And that showed with one of the interceptions Carson had in that game that John didn't fight for the ball. And he told him after that game, you're playing timid. If you want to play timid, go right ahead. But D-backs are going to ragdoll you all over the field all year long if you do that. And John learned that lesson and uh, has, you know, toughened up. 
And he's not playing timid. He's playing to the whistle. He's getting physical. So, you know, he's shown the ability to learn and get better. Uh, so there's a lot of promising things to like about John Hightower. I agree. I mean, and the funny thing is, I mean, just to back up, to go to the Alshon situation, it's just nobody's done this yet. So I, that's why I just wanted to say this. He went from signing to Philadelphia and his first press conference being Carson Wentz is a future MVP of this league. And then he goes on to the end of the season and he's a huge contributor of why there's a Lombardi in Philadelphia. He comes back next year and you hear the one complaint about targeting Ertz. He had a fairly decent season still production wise. Downhill ever since the Ertz report though. All, like just passing Carson Wentz to Josina, bashing Howie to Josina, to not even really playing for the team, to the team pretty much trying to push him off the building, not even knowing how he got injured. I mean, T.O.'s situation was crazy, but this is absurd. This is absolutely insane. We're going to look back on Alshon's Jeffrey tenure and be like, this guy helped us with a Super Bowl, then he also helped us give, big, give us the biggest headache. And it was it was so weird, too, because when he did sign, everybody – because the Eagles offense was kind of known as the spread it, like, you know, Ertz, Alshon, there was Tory, there was Aguilar, like just spread it around. And Alshon never complained. And everybody appreciated that. Like, it, you know, Des, Des was somebody that we kind of compared him to for, for Dallas, who's a close rival, who's somebody who complained when he didn't get the ball. And then all of a sudden last year happened and you're like, where the heck did this come from? You know? So it is. It is a weird tenure because he did he did help with the first ever Super Bowl, but it's also you don't talk about your quarterback to a to it's just a frustrating thing. It sucks that it's well, we gonna a, end nasty. Yeah, and we ran a poll on Eagles ball. Fifty percent of fans don't want him back, thirty percent don't care, and twenty percent want him back. So, so that's 80 that's, 20. That's how the Eagles fans are. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't care, you don't want him. Yeah, if you don't care, you obviously don't want him. But <laughs> well, right. Peterson would have voted in that poll. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't, care. <laughs> I, I don't care. Is that the vibe that you get? Is that yeah. the vibe that you get that you just yeah. like he's just is so done with him? Oh man, it, yeah, cuz if you if you don't know how he got injured, I mean, you're the head coach, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, like what? maybe maybe that's a subtle shot at Howie. Like he's just like, yeah, like he shouldn't be here and we knew he wouldn't be here. Huh. Yeah. I agree with that this comment. There's a reason he stopped getting the ball and it wasn't on Wednesday Hurts. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was I like an insecure that. thing. Maybe it was an insecure thing. Like the guy wasn't getting opening. He's like, man, I got to take a shot somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he has gotten worse ever since. Ever, I mean, since he's been. I thought, here, there, I thought there was a good question earlier. Uh, um, somebody Korean ninety five, I think it was, that asked, "Would you trade Jeffrey for Jeffrey in a fifth? In a fifth for a seventh? Yeah, for a seventh. I saw. Yeah, it was Justin. Justin. All right. And that's where it just to me it doesn't make any sense because yeah, you're shedding cap, but you're going to shed that cap at the end of the season anyway. So you have to have a plan for the cap space. So if you're bringing on somebody like a Stefan Gilmore, then it makes sense, which would be a stretch. Yeah. But you know, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me to to shed the cap this late in the season. No, I not when you have a chance to win. Not when you still have a chance to. You know, you're getting players back. I mean, you know, Jalen Mills said earlier this week there was a difference to the injuries this year versus last year when all the injuries came late in the year and you weren't going to get these guys back. This year they came kind of early to the middle part of the season, and now you're going to get these guys back. Um, and now you're going to see what kind of team, you know, assuming there's not going to be any more serious injuries. But as you get these guys back, now you're going to have most of the team that you were counting on 
at the start of the year, and then let's see where it goes from there. I mean, they could conceivably be four, four, and one <clears throat> heading to Cleveland before Thanksgiving. And that's a hundred percent a winnable game, by the way. Yeah, like right. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. getting Goddard back. You're getting you're getting Rager back. This this offense like is a sneaky kind of explosive offense. If they can get like just an ounce of a run game and you can get that play action going, man. But that's the the one question I have about moving forward is that because Peterson has yet to have success in Philadelphia without a run game. And there's not been a run game this year. So we'll see. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. Absolutely true. And then... Would it make sense to shed the Alshon contract and maybe trade him and a fifth for Avery Williamson from the Jets? I see a lot of uh, uh, I see a lot of people picking Williamson, Avery Williamson. And, and Cunningham from from Houston. Um, most people haven't watched Cunningham from Houston. He's he's had a really bad year this year. I mean, yeah, he may be an improvement, but I don't know by much. Uh, he's like playing as same on the same level as Nate Gary. To be honest with he's you, I, I think a, it's yeah. on a stretch. And then and then Houston just gave him a huge. It should it should really alarm you when a team gives somebody an extension in the offseason and then is already and trying then they to, trade to trade him. him. Like, yep. Yeah, and that's why Alshon Jeffrey's not getting traded. So uh, if you're pretty <laughs> much trying to rebring that situation in here with the Philadelphia. Avery Williamson was a good player, but I don't know if he's the same anymore since he's got hurt. I haven't really paid attention to him much on the Jets this season, though, to be honest. With that, but I know last year he got, he got hurt right away in the preseason. He was out all last year. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Nate Jerry, you know, he's on the IR now. So, you know, we're not going to see uh, Nathan, Nathan Jerry for uh, a couple weeks, you know, until around Thanksgiving with, uh, I think it was an ankle injury. So, uh, you know, we'll see what this linebacker core looks like. TJ Edwards is coming back. He hasn't you, been activated from the IR. What do you think about Will Parks, Ed? Well, you know, according to my colleague, Albert Beer, he's on the market. Uh, they're trying to trade him. Uh, Which like does that make sense to you? Because when when Gary went on IR, I was like, to me, I know they're expanding the role for Kevon Wallace, but to me, I'm like, if you you already lack depth there at safety, you know when 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 he went down, it's I mean they were playing Epps and Epps wasn't <laughs> Epps was bad this year, yeah, but they so, like him. They like Marcus Epps or whatever. You know, it's a Jim Schwartz, another Jim Schwartz guy. Jim Schwartz likes Marcus Epps. What the hell does he see that makes him like these guys? I want um, an answer from you, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I wish I could sit there for the whole practice and watch. frustrating, man. What they like about Marcus Epps. Um, but, I, you know, listen, I mean, I don't think he's done very well, obviously. But uh, Jim likes him. And I think that's why they consider Parks expendable. 
Um, you know, Epps is, or uh, Parks is on a one-year deal, so I, you know, I don't know why it would make any sense to really trade him. I, I think if you're going to trade somebody, you'd want to try to shed some salary. But then who are you going to deal? Malik Jackson, um, you know, try to get rid of his contract. Um, and he's having such a good year, too. Right? You're not going to trade Fletcher Cox. I mean, they don't have a lot of veterans to trade at this point. Do you think Derek no, Barnett makes don't. sense? I heard his name floating around. Yeah, to me, that's the guy that makes sense to 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 kind of flirt with because when I saw Sweat play that well against Stanley, and he was having a good year, but when he played that well against Ronnie Stanley, that's like one of the better left tackles in the league. Mm-hmm. That was kind of further confirmation for me to say like Josh Sweat is legit. And if if I mean if they are offered a third for Derek Barnett, they're definitely not going to resign him. It doesn't seem. No, they picked up his option for the next year, but it's it's at a pretty steep price. I think it's, it's like close ten million to or something like that. Ten million, yeah. I mean, yeah that that would make sense. I mean, if you want to give up on him, I mean, he played a good game against the Giants, probably his best of the year, best in a long time. Um, and then you'd have Sweat and Graham and Vinnie Curry, um, Joe Osman, who we haven't seen. They lost Casey Tuhill to Washington, the rookie seventh round pick. Um, you know, pass rushers are hard to find. I mean, I think if you got a third for him, though, that would be really something to, to think long and hard on for sure. What are you so targeting, Gio? What, what, do, you want the, do you want the Eagles to be sellers or buyers at the deadline? Buyers. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. What position would you – what position – all right, Giovanni, put the high Roseman cap on real quick. What position are you going after? Linebacker. All right. Okay. I like it. Ed and I talked about running back, and I kind of think you need to establish that run game any way you possibly can. And and by the way, Miles Sanders, like, talking about the MVP before the season, I'm not hating on him, but part of being a bell cow is staying healthy. And he hasn't been able to do that. And it's been a little frustrating. So um, I understand they invested a second-round pick in him. But if you want to be this bell cow, this MVP, this guy that wants like the touches, the 20 to 30 touches. Never part of, yeah, I agree. And it's if, it, if we know that, then this team needs to know that. And this team needs to know that they need another bell cow or a guy who can run between the tackles successfully. It's Absolutely. it's getting tiresome. I do like this question from Kathy, too. Why haven't we seen more from Pretcher Cox? I think it's the I, tackle, I too. And- yeah, I go back and forth between this all the time. Fletcher, every time I watch the film, Fletcher Cox shows up to me. It's just he's getting destroyed with these double uh, double teams and triple teams at times. I, it, it's frustrating. I, 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 Tyler's right. I mean, unfortunately, and I read all offseason about it, Javon Hargrave hasn't really been the player that they expected him to be. Now, I guess there is context to add to it, but he, he hasn't. And then Malik Jackson's been banged up. They need more for the defensive tackle two position. That's that's all I know. I think Fletcher Cox is still the same player that he's always been. I think it's just easier to mask him when the defensive tackle two position does not live up to what they expect it to be, and it, it, it's unfortunate. I think teams also have kind of emphasized on not running in between the tackles against this team because they know. I mean, the last two or three years, the Eagles stuff things in, in between the tackles, and so they've kind of been – Attacking the linebackers, attacking the ends because it's an attacking scheme, trying to get them upfield, uh, misdirection, 
And that's why they struggle with a team like the Rams. That's why they struggle with a team like the Ravens, even the Steelers a little bit. So, um, but I do, yeah, Hargrave is, to me, Hargrave has been the biggest disappointment uh, or one of them uh, for the Eagles this year. But Cox, to me, he shows up every week. He's going to get the double and triple teams even sometimes. So um, he's not going to get the sacks like Aaron Donalds does, and that's where the, the kind of the, the gap is. But I'm not I'm not upset with Cox, but – Hargrave definitely. I mean, for thirteen million to come here, he's been close. There was a couple plays, um, a couple weeks in a row where he's got his hands on at the line of scrimmage and he just misses a tackle. But he's getting close and he's creating some some uh, some issues up front. But he just needs to finish. Yeah, I I mean I I don't have a problem with Cox's effort. Um, although you know, and he restructured his contract. I thought maybe there was a chance they might try to trade him to to shed some of that salary, but he just restructured his contract. I don't think you trade a guy uh, after that happens, but I, I don't have any problem with his production, but you have to keep an eye on his age. He's getting, you know, he'll be 30 on his next birthday. I'm not sure when that is, but he's 29 right now. A um, lot of, you know, a lot of play time, uh, you know, a lot of mileage on him. Um, but right now I don't think he's been kind of the issue up front. I mean, I think he does a pretty good job collapsing the pocket from inside and, um, I think that's helping Brandon Graham. I mean, Brandon Graham tied the third in the league in sacks with six. So um, I think that that kind of goes hand in hand. I think you get pressure up the middle, and Cox has provided that to a degree, uh, and that helps the ends get their sacks. Slot fraud, not slot god. Sorry, I laughed yeah. during you going in on that, and I apologize, but that's a that's solid good. comment, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I laughed. I laughed at Dakota <laughs> saying that too. He said, "Hargrave and NRC have been huge disappointments for you this year." Slot god, slot fraud, not slot god. I like it. I actually like this comment from uh, Justin right here. The fact that we haven't seen Cox mean BG is having a career year, and guess yeah. what he is. So uh, that's a good comment right there. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean the defensive line is playing well, and that's why it's like I'm. It's not a huge worry because to me it's a unit, right? Like, right, it's, and that's an indication of Cox too. Yeah, and that's so yeah, yeah exactly. That's why it's yeah. So I don't. I mean, I would. What's expect up, Gio? It, do, you, do you do you do you do you hear this? Do you, come on, man. You know what? What what do you think about Fletcher Cox? Uh, he's not having his best year, um, but I I think that he 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 can kickstart it if he does good on Sunday, which I think he will. I agree with you. I think that's a. I think he has a good prime matchup against this weakened Dallas offensive line. Uh, we're we're thirty three minutes into this already, fellas, and I don't know if uh if I if I found that one question. I mean, the, the Alshon question was good. Questions I think that have been average, man. No, yeah, I'm just I mean. I need I need a goat question for a goat jersey for Travis Wilhelm because Giovanni it's Giovanni's giveaway he is picking he's picking the winners guys so we're gonna need a goat comment or goat question for I mean I don't know Dakota's in the running for that though I'm not gonna lie it wasn't a question but I laughed at the slot fraud not slot god comment <laughs> but to me we're worth, I mean a lot of these comments are asking us and I didn't get to post every single one because a lot of them are rolling in at the same time but a lot of them are asking us who we would all target as trade targets. And uh, Ed and I had an episode where I said, Todd Gurley, I, I don't, obviously the Falcons aren't going anywhere. He's on a one-year deal. I think that's a guy that you can bring in and you don't have to have the best offensive line in front of him for him to generate some type of production from the run game. And then he helps you in the red zone. He's one of the best goal linebacks and best uh, red zone production running backs there is. I think he compliments Miles Sanders. Well, when he comes, when Miles Sanders comes back, it's just the thing is, is Todd, is Todd Gurley really going to really come here and share time with, Miles Sanders, I'm not so sure because he still has that 
I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna sorry running back mantra, but uh, if you promise him a chance of winning, I wonder if he takes it. I actually like Todd Gurley. I like that idea. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me, let me reword that. I don't. I don't love Todd Gurley the player, but I do like the fit here. I do think right. that it really would be a rental. good fit. Yeah, rental. rental at the short term, and he is. He's a he's a guy that he can catch on first and second down, and he also can run between the tackles, and that's just what they need. They need somebody who's going to punish defenders. Uh, Jordan Howard was it last year, but. Somebody who would be fun, and I know it's unrealistic, but Stephon Gilmore here for a year would be freaking fun. Uh, I know it's unrealistic, but if you saw Darius Slay and Stephon Gilmore lined up, it would give Jim Schwartz so much blitz ability. Um, and I would love to see it. I doubt it happens. Obviously, I'm being a, that's my fan cap on, but um, I would love to see that. We're definitely going back to this question, though. I like that question by Justin. I'll go back to that. But I know that Dom's about to take Ed's answer. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Uh, yeah, I like Jordan Howard. I liked him last year. I like. I don't like that they let him go. I thought they should have tried to bring him back. I mean, he got a lot of money to go to Miami, but now he's a non-factor down there. And uh, I think the Eagles should make a call and try to bring him in for a conditional late-round pick. Um, you know, he led this team in touchdowns last year with seven. So I like Jordan Howard. He knows the system for sure. Uh, we're getting, some, we're getting some good comments. That was a good one. Should I divorce my wife so she can go after Travis Fogel? Yes. That's a good question. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, you're making fun of it. That's a king move. Yeah. Does making, um, does making the playoffs mean Harry Rosen, whether or not he's on the hot seat? He's, all right. Does making the playoffs mean that Harry Rosen, whether or not he's on the hot seat, does he mean he's safe for the foreseeable future? I'll, I'll say it right now to start off. They're not firing higher Rosen regardless of what happens this, this season, to be honest with you, because of the cap situation next year. I don't I don't think you ask a new executive to come over and inherit the situation when the cap is looking awful. I I don't know how you could ask somebody new to come in there and deal with those circumstances, maybe the year after, but how he's gonna have to clean up that cap situation that he I just don't think he's unfortunate. And Ed, you you may know some more stuff than me, but I just I did Howie's seat is not even close to being hot, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think it's. He's catching as much slack from from Jeff Lurie as much as fans are giving him, and I, I think the the uh, the leash is is quite long in in that regard. And 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 again, if 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 I'm wrong, correct me. I just that's uh-huh. that's my opinion on that. I don't see. I mean, he was brought back after Chip Kelly, like re brought back. Like I just. I don't see this team like having any plan of like, even, even if they miss the playoffs, they're going to give him a chance to kind of recoup in a sense. I don't, I don't think that Roseman's seat is hot at all. I, I agree. I mean, listen, you can give him a hard time about his 2017 draft class, complete watch out more or less, but look at the 2018 class. I mean, you have Josh sweat in that class, Dallas Goddard, Avanti Maddox, Jordan Milata, Matt Pryor. I mean, that those guys are all, contributing to, you know, three years into their NFL careers. I mean, that that's a pretty good class. He only picked five guys. Uh, and then last year he's got Dillard, Miles Sanders, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, the jury's still out. You know, clearly Sanders is, uh, you know, the big piece in that draft. Again, only five picks. And then this year's class, I think, has the chance to be, you know, very good. Um, so, I, you know, when he found, you know, his scouts or whoever found Fulgham, um, 
you know, that that's a feather in his cap. So you miss on Ortega Whiteside, but you get Fulgham. So that's kind of a trade-off. But, um, you know, I think, you know, Howie's probably done a little bit more good than fans probably give him credit for. Um, so I don't think his seat, like you said, Tyler, I don't think his seat is hot even a little bit. That was a really good point by you. Ed. Uh, he, uh, For much as we kill him for the drafting, he seems to do a decent job righting those wrongs, per se, because – J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was drafted to be the future ex of this team, and now Travis Fulgham is giving you that quick answer. Hey, J. Jaw's not the guy, but one year later we found the guy that is. So I agree with you. I mean, he does still find some ways, but uh, Giovanni looks like he's like, nah. Go ahead, Giovanni. Let's hear your opinion on it. Um, uh, um, can I answer this question and then answer the question on the screen? Yeah, that's All what right. I – yeah. <laughs> right. So – um. I, I don't think that Howie is going to be on the hot seat just because there is such a big mess in the cap. And I don't think that you can call in a new guy and say, fix this. Right. Yeah. Without, without really knowing the roster that well. I mean, this Howie put this roster together, and now he's got to dig out from under it uh, yeah. as far as the salary cap goes. Yeah. All right. So this question the reason I want to interview Brian Dawkins is because when we have big weeks like this, like Dallas week, he brings so much energy, and that's why I love him so much. Yeah, the X Man. Yeah, that's yeah. a good answer too. That was a really good answer. See what we got going on in the yeah. This is true. How he's much better at signing on draft to free agents and drafting. Yeah. <laughs> People kill him. People really kill him. It's nuts, man. Like I, I said it a few times. If 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 fans scrutinized all thirty two other or thirty one other GMs, they'd realize they'd come back and realize how good how he is. He's this team is the the Philadelphia Eagles are a class organization, uh, and and he's done a damn good job. I mean, they're on the verge of making the playoffs four straight years. You don't do that on accident. Yeah. I mean, my, my contention is, all right, it doesn't matter how you get these guys, if they're first-round picks or seventh-rounders or, or free, agents. free agents. The point is getting them. I mean, you know, yeah. we found Corey Clement uh, as an undrafted free agent, and look at the year he had in 2017. And, and you know, big part of that Super Bowl team, um, another undrafted free agent. So, you know, T.J. Edwards is a linebacker who's probably going to start now with Nate Gary out, undrafted free agent. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters where you get them or how you get them. Just, just get them wherever you can get them, get them. And how he does an okay job at that. Actually, before we get, before we get into this question, I completely forgot and I, I can't believe we forgot. And you just remind me that what is the picture of linebacker this week? What are we doing at linebacker? Well, it's probably going to be Nate Jarrett or, uh, I'm sorry, Gary's on the IR. So it's probably going to be TJ Edwards. Um, Alex Singleton, you know, his role will still be what it is, and he's he's playing pretty well. I mean, he had two quarterback hits against the Giants. They're using him to blitz a little bit. Um, and I think Sean Bradley will be back in the mix, and that's a good thing. That's what you want. That's that's what we want to see is Bradley back in the mix, in my opinion, and maybe some Davion Taylor too. So, you know, I'm that's – excited, man, for Davion. Davion Taylor. What's that? Sorry, Davion. He just – he showed – you could tell he kind of doesn't really know what the heck he's doing out there, but like he's just like he's just so he's like ah whatever like his feet are just moving and he's just he's just attacking whatever he sees. I'm excited to see his role grow. Uh, there, and and by the way about the 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 
the Cowboys run three wide receiver sets. So the cool thing is the Eagles linebackers should kind of be stress-free a little bit as long as they stop the run, and that's more on the D-line. But Cowboys are going to be running a lot of three wide receiver sets, so um, I think the Eagles match up really well with that. Having Avante Maddox back will help. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have to play. I mean, the, you know, Roby Coleman kind of subbed in there at the uh, outside cornerback spot with Maddox out, so – Getting him back will help. But, you know, these three receivers are pretty good. Heck, um, yeah. They can only cover one of them. You know, the Eagles pass rush is going to have to get home against the rookie quarterback. Uh, I like the comparison Connor had earlier with the Luke Falk type of, type of game. You hope it's Luke Falk and not Joe Webb. Yeah. Also, the offensive line is not the same. And, they're, and that team doesn't even want to play, it looks like. I mean – right. That Joe Webb team was playing for a playoff spot at least, but I mean, this team looks like it, I mean, I mean, we all saw what happened to Andy Dalton, and that team didn't even make a move to confront John Bostic. I, they just look like they're mailing it in. They don't want to play for that coaching staff. The coaching staff doesn't want to coach them. Yeah. I like this question here, though. I like this question here because I think it is a thing, something, something to address. Is the birds always seem to start the game slow, especially against lesser opponents? What do you guys think the number one reason for that is? Is it coaching? I do. I do. Yeah, I do too. Yes. Yeah, I, I do. I think that's well, one of Doug's uh, weaknesses. I'll go the other way and say it's execution. I don't, you know, I think a lot of it's execution. You know, either Carson will come out and be a little bit high with his throws. Um, you know, I had just some a, Chip Kelly vibes real quick. Uh, I just had the Chip Kelly jitters after I heard the word execution. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I coaching could be a part of it. Sure. Uh, they scored the first. You know, their first possession. Uh, they scored a touchdown on. That was only the second time they did that this season. They did it against Washington, and then they did it against the Giants. So you'd like to see them do a little bit better with their first drives with the scripted plays that you have, you know, basically all day Friday to work on. You know, you're doing your red zone stuff. Saturday, you're walkthrough. You're working on those 15 to 20 scripted plays. You'd think they'd start better. Um, I don't know if it's a weakness with the, the play design or if it's just they're not executing the play designs and maybe some mistakes. You know, they're getting – you know, a couple penalties in there, and they're getting backed up. And, uh, I mean, that could be a part of it. So it could be a whole bunch of things, really. I don't know if there's any one thing you can say that, yeah, that's why they're starting slow. I think this that's is a, a really good question. This is a really good question. I actually really do want to get into this. Uh, I will say, though, that Matt, uh, Matt Stoff, or excuse me, I'm not, I'm not going to try to butcher your last name, dude, but that's that guy's in, a, in the running for that conversation, though. I'd really like that question, to be honest with you guys. I don't know about you guys, but – what you, you think of that question? Good, right? Yeah. So with Rieger back this week, do we see more 10 sets? Rieger, Hightower out, and Ward, Fogelman in the slot? I think so. I think so. And it's it's nuts that they can actually create some mismatches with four receivers. Like, if, like I just haven't been accustomed to seeing that. Um, but yeah, what a mismatch. I mean, you could, you could line up big in the slot with Fulgham and then, and then get a little shifty guy like Ward out there. And then while you're be able being able to stretch the field outside with Rager and Hightower telling you this offense, it's finding its groove. It's, it's just nice that you can move, you can move receivers around. Mm-hmm. You, can, you don't have to like dictate into one spot for once. That's such a fresher brush there, man. I love it. I love that, that you could, cause we're talking about Fogel playing the slot when I think all of us know he's an X too, but he can play this slot. He can play the Z. He can move all around. I love it. Got a good question for Giovanni here, but uh, from Justin, 
Giovanni with the green hair. Is that inspired by Green Goblin, Joe Mills, and do you have his jersey? Yeah, uh, it is inspired by the Green Goblin, um, and I have his old jersey and his new jersey. Hey, 31 and 21, got the OG and yeah. the new. What, yeah. what dictates the room turning green, though? That's my question. Uh-oh. Wait, yeah, he's going green. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. It's great. Slay has held his own this year and is better than advertised. What should be the best compliment for him? On the other side, Monte Max is their best option on the other side. Yeah, on this roster, I mean, he, he's not been he's not played great. No, I but was, I mean, I, unless you unless you make a trade, he's your best option on the roster. He's played better than Mills out there. Say that Mills Mills no, the, the the I thought Mills would be a way better cornerback too than he than he showed this year. I mean, he he was getting cooked all on the regular. But yeah. I think Maddox is definitely the. Uh, the, the the best. I mean, I, I to be honest though, I thought NRC played better outside than inside this year, even though it was on minimum minimal snaps. But maybe there's something there because I like LeBron. He needs to get going. He needs like, to get going. Yeah, I, I I expected so much better from Nicole Ruby Coleman. My off season takes. I even told, I was telling Tyler today. I was like, we're gonna do a whole episode of just taking our L's, accepting yeah. our off season takes were wrong. Because I mean. Hargrave, I'm whiffing on so badly so far. Well, Parks, I'm whiffing on. But Nicole Ruby Coleman, I was singing his praises. I mean, this guy was uh, trailing Deshaun Jackson in training camp perfectly, step, staying with him step for step. And now it's – There's some places he looks I, like he doesn't even look like he wants to be here. Right. And like he played for Jim Schwartz in Buffalo. So it's not like it's not like he's not connecting with Jim Schwartz. I mean, he's played for Jim Schwartz. So it, it's weird. Weird situation with him playing bad. I did not see it coming at all. I thought he was going to play way better than that. Yeah, I agree. I, and the Eagles are going to be short some cornerbacks too against Dallas. You know, Craven LeBlanc's been ruled out. Craig James has been ruled out. So they're going to be a little. You know, they're going to have to really kind of piece it together against some pretty good receivers. Completely agree. And then, was the, for all the Rizzo Douglas talk, I understand he's playing well in Carolina, but I mean, it was never going to happen here. Yeah, I don't think he played Thursday night though. I think he's hurt or something. He he's on the COVID play. list, is he? Or is he hurt? I don't know, but he, I know he didn't play Thursday uh, against the Panthers or against the Falcons. That is, it's it's one of the flukiest things, by the way. He's there's like three corners in in Carolina who are graded well by PFF, and everybody's running that. I just he's yeah, it was never going to happen here. Don't play the bitter card. Just move on from it. Don't play the bitter card with Aguilar. Enjoy Fulgham. Like it just I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know Do what the victimizing is, man. Just. That. Just, just don't, don't do it. Two, two players that needed to leave Philadelphia are, and to further their football careers is what Sydney I Jones too. Yeah. Sydney Jones too, and then Sydney Jones. Yeah. I saw because living here, he was awful last week. Though he was, yeah, they, they he got like cooked. He was, Which how many times did that happen in Philly? He would have one great was, week, and then one right, week he would play right. just terribly. And that's absolutely what's happening in Jacksonville, Sydney Jones, right now too, because he, he gave up like eight catches for 119 yards last week. So yeah. It, and then he got hurt. Then he then, yeah, then they, he got hurt. I mean, that, you yeah, know, he roasted here a couple times against the Cowboys, and then he got hurt. He started grabbing his leg, a hamstring. So, you know, that's the kind of player I think he is. Unfortunately, I think Giovanni's going to have a winner of one of his 
shirts. I think he's going to pick this guy out because he keeps asking Giovanni some great questions. Who's Giovanni's favorite Eagles past and present? We should all take part in this. I like this question. We all get some knowledge about us. I know Ed's going to be like, ah, I'm, the, I'm the beat writer, but I mean, you, you got to have an all-time favorite. You got to have an all-time favorite. I was a fan before I was an Eagle, before I was a beat writer. That's absolutely true. Giovanni, you want to start it off? Who's your favorite Eagles past and, and present? Oh, he might have been muted. Guy. Yeah, he might be muted. <laughs> Did you hit the mute button when you turned the green light on? Turn the, turn the light on. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, there uh, we go. There we go. Hey, we got it. Okay. My mic's being weird. Um, I, Justin, you might get the Fulgham jersey just because you've been so, <laughs> so interactive. But, um, past is, uh, Dawkins and present. Um, uh, probably, probably so once. I'm going to roll with them once just because. He's he's such a good player, and he's getting back into a rhythm. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear Ed's. Well, I would probably go old school, probably from the 70s when I was growing up and watching, the, watching games with my dad, and I would probably go Harold Carmichael, who uh, was like the first of the really tall receivers, and that guy was so much bigger than everybody that was covering him, and you would just throw it up to him and – Man, he was fun to watch. I mean, that guy, and he, and he w- was good after the catch. He was great in the red zone. Uh, I'm really happy he got in the Hall of Fame. I thought he should have been in years ago. But I would I would probably say Harold Carmichael is my favorite from from the past. And, you know, maybe more current, I would say uh, Jason Kelsey. I mean, I think Kelsey is, mm. you know, the best center this organization's ever had. Um, and I think he's probably one of the top three players on the team this year and has been for a couple years. Um, three-time pro, all-pro player. Uh, they're really going to miss him when he decides to retire. Re- that's a big hole that they're going to have to fill at center. Um, someone will do it, but they won't do it as well as him. No, no, they won't have Jason Kelsey again. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Tyler, who's your favorite? Uh, all-time. I mean, it's you always hear B Doc, so that's mine. But. Uh, Trent Cole. Trent Cole is, is one of my all-time favorite Eagles. Um, yeah, undersized, like never stopped. He, he's like what the Eagles want Derek Barnett to be as far as like the high motor. Um, I just don't think it'll ever happen. But Trent Cole is is uh, one of my favorites. And then and then uh, Kelsey and Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is probably my current favorite Eagle. Uh, yeah. Started off slow here, had the ACL. Fans kind of wrote him off. The guy never gave up. He played in a 3-4, played in a 4-3, um, and it didn't matter. I mean, you could sometimes slide the guy to D-tackle, and he's still productive. So, And he's always yeah. – and, and I'm not even close to him, but I bet you his ener- – his, isn't his energy just so – man, like he, there's something about Brandon Graham that just makes you want to be a fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brandon yeah. Graham. All right, so you guys like pretty much took all my answers anyway. So, But <laughs> Brian Dawkins, obviously number one is Dawkins, of course. And yeah. then number two is definitely going to be my guy, Brandon yeah. Graham. Yeah. I absolutely love this dude. He yeah. is the man. I absolutely love Brandon Graham. 
not only that, like everything Tyler said is absolutely correct and true, and that's the reason why I love him because he represents Philadelphia. We're always the ones that get knocked down. We're always the ones that get talked down upon, and nobody thinks that highly of us, but we always find a way to work together. We always find a way to still be positive and still bring the best out of us, and that's what Brandon Graham does, and that's why he yeah. represents the city so well. So it's hard not to love that guy. One more that I know you'd appreciate, Connor. Sante Samuel. Yep. Sante Samuel, man. Yeah. Yes. Quarterback yeah. all time. I he, love Asante Samuel. I mean, from the moment that he was signed, just immediate production. Like, immediate production. He, Asante is just another guy. And he had dreads. Can't, can't, can't downplay that. Reggie White. Yeah. Reggie White um, for sure. That's a great – that was a great question. That's – because you could ask me that same question tomorrow. And I, I mean, something to, different, right? Yeah. You know? I well, mean, that's, that's Justin. Justin's uh, – he's – I think Giovanni already gave away who he thinks is going to win. Yeah. Apparently, he he knows you too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know young Kim. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. We're all coming together. Leo Shepard was a good one too. I love Leo Shepard. Troy so, Vinson. So, yeah. Something about Brandon Graham. Um, I wrote a story on him this week about how you know he's got this staying power. Who do you guys? I don't know if you saw the story, but the, do you know who the number one pick in the draft was the year he came out in 2010? Brennan Graham, mm. twenty ten. I, I don't well, know. I know, I, know, I, know I, I always remember Earl Thomas was in this draft. Uh, yes, uh, uh, it was a quarterback. I don't know. Was it Jamarcus Russell? I was three. It wasn't Jamarcus Russell, right? No. He was he was oh nine, I think, or oh eight. Oh nine. Sam Bradford. Oh right, uh, Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him. He played for the Eagles with Chip Kelly. Um, I'm mad that I didn't know that. Somebody yeah. actually answered that though. Somebody did answer that before we gave the answer. They deserve something. They deserve something. Yeah, they- <laughs> you get anything to that question? That was a good question. That was that a was good question. question. You that deserve good something, question. man. <laughs> he did say I was three. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but a lot of those class, you know, like Earl Thomas isn't playing anymore. You know, Brandon Graham's still playing. He's playing at a high level. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul was good in that draft also, went two picks after Graham. Um, but Brandon's an iconic player in this. I mean, they could, they could retire his number. I mean, that's how good of a career he's had. They, we may be seeing the last player to ever wear number 55 for the Eagles. Mm. I hope so. That would be amazing because I do have his like authentic Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Going on, everybody. Uh, Giovanni, do you have a coach who you would look up to when you become a coach? Ooh, Chip Kelly. Good question. Chipper. (laughs) Uh, Doug. Doug. Dougie P. All right. You like ice cream? Yeah. Who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) If you if you Chip Kelly, you got to learn to talk really fast. Like, that's all he did. He talked really fast, and then he was gone. You know, he left I will him. say, yeah. Doug Peterson is a leader of men, and I, I could definitely see Giovanni being a leader. So I, I think that's a good – I could tell that you look up to him, though, for that aspect for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a good comment because nobody – he did not get enough credit for this. Giovanni predicted Jalen Mills' interception last week. He <laughs> predicted Brandon Graham's strip sack, and then he predicted a Carson Wentz rushing touchdown. And then Tyler had – Brady Graham is manscaped MVP. Like, 
that was a, Eagles probably some hidden on that pregame with these predictions. Giovanni had three, three almost every single one of his predictions were right. Three out so, of four. Three out of four. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, do you have any some predictions for this week? Ooh. You're going to the game. We're not going to be able to hear from you. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm gonna say. Um. Carson has definitely over a hundred yards in the air. Um. Uh. I think. I think. Darius Slay has a pick. Um. And. I hope so. Brandon Graham has has a sack, and I think the defense as a whole has four or five sacks. Good. I, I like that. That's good. I predicted earlier in the week that Brandon Graham has three sacks this game. So, Ooh. yeah, I was I was getting a little bold, but I I mean I think he's gonna feast. I think, I think the absolutely- that, would, that would be awesome. I think the defensive line does. Slay's due for a pick. He's only done. He's only going one year without one in, in his eight years in the league. He doesn't have one yet. He's due. So he's, he's due. due pick. I like that. The best time to get a pick is when you're facing a seventh round rookie quarterback behind a really broken down offensive line. Yeah. Giovanni, this person asks, do you think the defense is going to be able to stop Zeke? <laughs> yeah. 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 Clearly, I, yeah, I want to say clearly, Giovanni's all in on the defense this week. He's got the defense yeah. this week. So. We should we should segue into our uh, our manscaped MVPs, fellas. We should let yeah. everybody know who are predicted to be the manscaped MVP. So again, you you can go on manscaped.com, twenty percent off when you use promo code Brawl. That's B R A W L. Twenty percent off, free shipping. Go on Manscaped, get yourself situated, get yourself right. You know it's it's getting a little chilly outside. You want to get that cuddle, buddy? Treat yourself right with Manscaped. We got some great underwear on that website too, guys. Just want to tell you that real quick. Who should we start off with for the Manscaped MVP? Should we start Giovanni off with his pick? Yeah. Do you go for? All right, Giovanni. Let it, I'm going to let Tyler go next since you guys were battling out of who, who should have the same pick this week. But Great minds, bro. Great minds. Go ahead. Go ahead, Giovanni. Let everybody know. Carson Wentz. Yep. I'm ready. Let's go. I, I like so it. So why do you think specifically he's going to be winning the Manscaped MVP? Um, I think he's going to make a lot of completions. And I think um, he's just going to have a huge game against the, the Dallas defense because, as we all know, they're not the best, not even close. But, you know, I think he's going to have a huge game. I completely agree with that. Yes, sir. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, career uh, touchdown to INT ratio uh, against Dallas Carson Wentz has. Um, I mean, like, I think they're averaging, I think we said 34 points a game uh, allowed defenses for the Cowboys, like 315 yards per game allowed. Like, the defense is just really bad. They're relying on young guys. Um I just, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I expect him to have a big game, and I would be disappointed if they don't. If they don't, uh, I'm going to be looking at him angry at somebody, Peterson or Wentz. One, one of them. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, they, he has to have a big game, or I'm going to be flipping 
out. Okay, especially against this Mike Nolan coach defense. He's one of the worst defensive coordinators in the Did league. We all see the Tabasco, by the way. Yeah. Did we see that? Yeah. Yeah, Tabasco <laughs> in his eye. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ed, you ready? Your Manscaped MVP? Yeah, well, I like Wentz. It's a good pick. I think he's going to hit a couple home runs this week. I really do. I think he's going to hit some deep balls. Um, but I like Boston Scott. Uh you know, this is a Dallas defense that hasn't stopped the run well in the last two weeks. Kenyon Drake had, I think, 160-plus yards two weeks ago. Antonio Gibson, of all people, a rookie for Washington, had almost 130 last week. So I think the Eagles can exploit this defense on the ground, and I think they're going to try to do that with Boston Scott because Miles Sanders isn't going to play. And, you know, we saw Scott last week. He didn't have quite 100 yards in the receiving and pass game, but I think he'll have over 100 yards – from scrimmage, I think he'll be used in the screen game like he was a little bit last week, and uh, he'll. They're going to give him the ball. He had it twelve times last week. I think he'll get it twelve to fifteen times again this week. He'll have more success, and I just think that they'll hit him on a wheel route uh, for a big play. And I just think Boston Scott will be able to shred this Dallas defense on the ground, and I, I expect that he will. I like it. I like, well, we need a Boston Scott week. I need a strong Boston Scott week for my emotions. I want, I want to see him do well. We're uh, huge Boston Scott fans over at Eagles Brawl. He does do one of our intros, so that's another reason why. But I have a huge Boston Scott fan. Great but guy. Good guy. We'll, we'll get into the, the my Manscaped MVP pick, and uh, it was the one, the only, the GOAT, Travis Fogum. And the reason yeah. why I picked Travis Goldham as my Manscaped MVP pick was because Dallas is giving up the most reception touchdowns to wide receivers this season. They had 12 thus far this season. I think Carson Wentz is obviously going to ride with the guy he trusts the most. And also, in the span of Travis Wilkin being brought up from the practice squad for the Dallas roster, he leads the NFL in reception yards. So I think Carson Wentz is going to continue to go into this game and ride his his number one target. And look, the matchup this week is against Trevon Diggs, who, again, good rookie, but again, is a rookie and the most unorthodox offseason season ever. Uh, as a rookie in his rookie corner, the secondary is just bad. They don't have any good safeties, even if they had the safety help over the top. I mean, we saw Travis Fulgham make a jump up catch uh, against Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. I can't only wait to see what he does to the Dallas secondary. He's my Manscaped MVP pick for this week. Let's go. I'm ready. Oh, man. man. I am so ready. We need to beat Dallas. We need to beat Dallas. Let's get it. We need a good win. You could choose who would you have the Eagles, Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson? Calvin That's Johnson. crazy. Give me that one immediately. Give me Calvin. Wentz with Calvin yeah. would absolutely bonkers. Ooh. Megatron. I would love, yeah. Megatron's my pick easily. I like that. I love your sleep. Oh, I don't. Do you want? I don't know if you want me to read your mom. I didn't realize it was your mom at first until I saw the honey part. And I was like, I, I, yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it was a good pick, though. I like that pick too. I honey. do like that pick too. Mike Nolan. I hope Carson only has to throw like 20 times against his defense when he best carry as Carson can have any. Hey, that's why Ed picked Boston Scott as his Manscaped MVP. And Justin picks BG. I like that. Uh, Tyler had BG last week, and I think a lot of people would agree that he ended up showing up to be one of the MVPs. I'm trying to look around and see if we had any like really good questions that I missed. Because I, I, I know Justin is probably going to be one of our winners, right, Giovanni? Yeah. Want to start getting into these winners? You think So yeah. what do you think Justin should win? 
He gets the Fulgham jersey. He gets the Fulgham jersey. All right, yeah. Joseph Curry 95. Yeah. If you could reach out to us on Twitter at Eagles Brawl, we'll make sure to get you that Travis Fulgham jersey because Giovanni did pick you as one of the winners. So you do get the Travis Fulgham jersey. Yeah. Nice job, Justin. Um, I, I I think I think Dakota gets the the hoodie just because of the the um what was it the the slot slot fraud not go not good yeah yep he deserves all for that I agree so Dakota gets, oh Dakota gets the Philly Sports with Giovanni pick Cody all right all right That's my favorite. Do you know who we're going to pick for the shirt? I don't know, man. Somebody go made through a, a, a good comment about, or a question about the, the four wide receiver set. And that was the oh, one. Yeah, I, uh, I like Stoltz. that. Matt Stoltzfus, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it was the name Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah I, I know like Matt that. Stoltzfus had the comment about uh, – how they start the game off, start the game yeah. out slow, and that's what I was using as one of mine because I thought that was a good. Oh winner, yeah, Dom was the one who did say that, and it did spark a long conversation. But so, who do we think should it be Matt or should it be Dom or should we be just give them both two Philly Sports and Giovanni shirts? Give them both. Yeah, yeah. Give them both. <laughs> I mean, Giovanni's in the spirit of giving, guys. Yeah. He's always in the spirit yeah. of giving. So that's generosity. Such generosity. So. Justin says, thank you all so much. I'll be sure to appreciate you guys. Can't wait for the next podcast. Thank you, Justin. Congratulations on Travis Fulgham jersey. Dakota, congratulations on the pink Philly Sports with Giovanni hoodie. Please rock that pretty well. I just ordered mine. I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm so happy it's pink. I'm so happy it's pink. They're my favorite. And Dom, I haven't seen you in the comments lately, but congratulations. You also get a Philly Sports with Giovanni shirt, and we'll find a way out to get to Matthew Stolfes as well. Giovanni, I, I I speak on behalf of Carl here as well. He was proud of the game, man. I know you're going to be in the suite. But I, I need to hear you on my TV. I'm going to have my sound bar turned on. I better hear, Ooh. let's go, Carson. Let's go. I better hear Giovanni at his top of his lungs. I, will. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Thanks, you guys all for tuning in. Great time tonight, guys. Great times. Yep. Really good Eagles talk. Really good Eagles talk. Again, Manscaped MVPs, Giovanni and Tyler go Carson Wentz. Ed goes Boston Scott. I go Travis Fulgham. Let's see who does it next. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Go Birds. Go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.